0: Broadway star Adam Pascal performs a special live stream concert this Saturday. I spoke with him about his most famous roles from Aida to Cabaret, and of course originating the role of Roger in Rent, which we quoted as soon as he picked up the phone. Hey
1: Jason, how you doing? It's Adam
0: Pascal. Speak. Speak. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get into performing? You were born in the Bronx, right? Explain to our listeners how you got from there uh, into Rent.
1: Well, it's uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. I, I didn't grow up doing musical theater. I was born in the Bronx. Uh, and grew up um, on Long Island and in Manhattan. Uh, and my, um, my experience up until doing Red had been playing in rock bands. I had played in bands, and sang in bands, you know, like, all throughout high school and college. Um, and for your listeners who are familiar with musical theater and, and, um, and musical theater performers, uh, they probably know Idina Menzel. Uh, <laughs> and she and I uh, actually grew up together. Uh, we, we lived down the block from each other in Long Island uh went to the same ju- uh, elementary school and junior high school and high school and I've known her since third grade. Wow. Anyway.
0: So wait, you you knew you knew her when she was Adele Dazim or Adina Menzel?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I've known her in every every uh every um every facet of her life I've known her. Uh so so she uh she had already been cast in the show and called me up and said, you know, I'm doing this off Broadway musical and and they're having trouble uh Uh, with her casting this particular role, this role of Roger, and um, they're seeing all sorts of different types of people, and I thought of you, and do you want to go in and audition? And I said, sure, what do I have to do? And she said, I think you just go in with your guitar and sing a song. Mm. So that was really my introduction into the whole world of musical theater was uh, was this phone call from her. Uh, And I went in and auditioned for the show and ended up getting cast. Uh, And my career was launched from then on.
0: It's so great, and you were nominated for a Tony for that, and it's uh, well, it's kind of a rock musical, so it, your skill set was already sort of there. But uh, you you definitely broke yeah. out into the the acting world as well with that. What was it wor- working with Jonathan Larson right before his passing? Man, uh, just what a genius!
1: He was a genius, you know, but 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 a, but a very sort of like um, a, a humble genius right. in in many ways. You know, it, he was actually a very uh, sort of like. Uh, a contradiction in, in terms because he was he was a very humble genius but a genius but then if you got him into a deep conversation he would say things like I'm going to change the face of musical theater <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so like he kind of knew uh, that that <laughs> he was destined to do something special and 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 was was confident and aware of his own uh, abilities as a as a writer.
0: You mentioned changing musical theater. <laughs> it always strikes me how, you know, we had the marriage equality ruling in Supreme Court, but art is always like decades ahead of those big changes, planting the seeds. Rent Its first stage reading was in 93, I think, and then I think Philadelphia came out the same year in, in Hollywood. But right. you guys, I mean, to me, that year was when you guys planted that seed, which actually grew into this. But sort of talk about how art is sort of way ahead of the curve in ways that we don't even realize at the time. Well
1: i mean you know it, it it really comes down to the artists themselves and the individuals and the people that they are and you know the the creative community in in our culture uh and around the world are 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 in many cases it, it, it made up of of people who are uh marginalized by society whether whether it be uh, the gay community or or you know um certain c- certain sections of of, of certain uh, religions or whatever it is you know what, what, what wherever wherever people feel marginalized, a lot of times they tend to turn towards forms of artistic expression to uh, to to express their 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 dissatisfaction with with the way that the world is, and so that's why a lot of those sort of Seeds get planted in the artistic community because they 're being planted by the people who are living them, you know and 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 living through whatever those situations are that that are that are driving these these movements for people to be treated fairly and treated equally and uh, and and sort of like move our society into in directions that are more inclusive um, and so, so rent, you know Jonathan uh Jonathan lived in, in those communities, you know, Jonathan lived in the, the sort of, the, you know, the, the the parts of New York City and rolled with people who did feel marginalized and did live sort of like on the sort of uh, more outskirts of society. And, and so he wrote about the people that were his friends and the people that he loved and and, and, and the struggles that they were
0: going through. Absolutely, and is it true that um, that when it came time to do the movie that that Timberlake was pushing for your role, but it was Chris Columbus that said no, we're sticking with the original cast for the most part.
1: Uh, you know, I, I I don't know the the real answer to that, um, so I I certainly can't speak for, for Justin <laughs> Timberlake. Um, I, I, I I I actually think that the the, the stories are a little bit. Uh, uh, a little bit confounded Because there was a, there was a version of Rent The, the movie that was going to be done uh, Several years prior to the version that we did gotcha. And Chris Columbus was not the director of that That was going to be Spike Lee ah. And I think that maybe for a minute Justin was uh, I don't know if he wanted to do it Or if they wanted him I don't know But his name was, was tossed around mm. As being part of that version that Spike Lee version, but by the time the Chris Columbus uh, version came around, I, I don't think that uh, that it was something that he was interested in doing. Um, again, I, I don't know him, and I can't speak for him. But uh, gotcha. but I, I think by that point, that version of the movie that would have potentially starred him and probably other other pop stars at, uh, at the time uh, was was not something that was being considered anymore. Right. But 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 again, I, I don't know the real story. <laughs> but he was at some point somehow, possibly, maybe he, like I said, maybe he wanted to or maybe somebody's wishful thinking of wanting him to do <laughs> it. Right, really don't right.
0: Know. It would have been different with Spike Lee, for sure, but what was it like working with Chris Columbus?
1: Um, he's a, He is a great director and a great person, and uh, he just, you know, the, the experience of making the movie with him was, it couldn't have been better because, you know, his whole reason for making the movie was because he just loved the show. Um, you know, he and and was was motivated purely by his love for the show and his admiration for Jonathan Larson. And, you know, I think that he, you know, and, and, and also that's why he wanted those of us from the original cast in the movie, because I think that that was, in his experience, when he came to see the show, that was part of the experience for him, was seeing it and seeing all of us. And I think he wanted to, as best he could, recreate that experience that he had, Seeing the show live on stage with the original cast, I think he wanted to recreate that as best he could on screen. Um, and he really, you know, he he used us not just as actors, but as a source of information and as a, sor- as, as a source of connection to Jonathan because he didn't have that personal connection to him, and we did. And so, you know, it was it was it was very collaborative in a lot of ways. Like he would come to us and ask us questions about how we thought a certain scene should be shot or, you know, what our particular take on this moment was. And, you know, and, and so it was it was a, it was a, it, it wasn't just an experience of actors showing up and, you know, sort of like saying their lines and going home. It was it was much more uh, a personal experience for him as well as for
0: us absolutely and and those song man it's just i could get goosebumps and 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 just start sobbing like a little baby and just think of se- <laughs> seasons of love and just all those songs man it it goes right to the heart um yeah so after rent you start landing all these other great roles like the joel gray's role from cabaret the mc what was that like yeah
1: yeah uh that, that was really a, a life-changing experience for me and a, and a career-changing experience for me um you know, it, it was it was a it was a part in a production that was so brilliant and so terrifying for, for an actor to take on because it was really, you know, for me personally, I'd never done anything like that before, and it was very uh, intimidating to to do all of those things that that are required in that role. Uh, you know, from you know the top of the second act being pretty much a ten minute improv with the audience every night. Uh, you know, and also um, being almost naked on stage for a good portion of the show, and um, you know all of these things, and also all of the the choreographed numbers. Every number was a fully choreographed number, and that was something that I was not used to and, and had no experience with. So, so to have the opportunity and to be entrusted with this this brilliant role in this brilliant production, uh, you know, and then have it for all intents and purposes go really well <laughs> it was it was incredibly. Uh, life-changing for me and it, and it opened up a lot of doors and it, and it and it allowed people to sort of see me in a way that they hadn't seen me before and uh, you know sort of break out of a little bit of that sort of like rock and roll Broadway guy and and do something that was uh, you know unexpected and and I've tried to sort of I've tried to uh, you know work my career in that direction of doing things that are more unexpected and uh you know less less what people would typically come to think of me as 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 doing you know uh so i I do try and stay away from the sort of the rock and roll Broadway stuff because I kind of feel like i've been there and I've done that, and I'm more interested in doing stuff that that is more of a challenge for me, you know personally and artistically
0: yeah you've done the rock thing- and the the best probably one ever so you're good with that um well uh. <laughs> So, but speaking of the more challenging ones, uh, what was more challenging for you, Billy Flynn Chicago or playing Shakespeare in something rotten? Uh, well, actually, uh, Billy was
1: a little bit more challenging in that um, I didn't have a lot of time to actually learn that part. <laughs> uh, I only had about five days. You didn't go to I law, school? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I had that, law school? I had Law school, yeah. Barely enough time to <laughs> memorize the lines of, the, of dialogue. Uh, and so... So that was a that was a little bit trickier and also I think that uh, you know that was um you no know, Chicago's a weird one in that it, it's it's a machine over there like you know they they I was the 52nd Billy Flynn as <laughs> as, as part of that production you know right. in all the in the 20 years or so that they've been they've been running right. you know so they, they they just they 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 cycle people in and out of those roles so quickly and and you know you're not really given and and they' and they are very short commitments so you're not really given the time to settle into that to that part and so i, 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 I the whole time I was there I, I it was it was so much fun but but it was also um, I felt a little a, a little unsettled uh, I never really got a chance to to sort of like get it under my skin
0: and the second part of that though something rotten Shakespeare how was that was that a challenge too
1: that was well I mean it was a challenge in that there's, it's there's there's a lot of you know uh jumping between shakespeare and and the character of toby Belch and going yeah. different different accents and uh but but the role is so well written and it's so much fun and uh you know that the the challenge for me for that role was really the tap dancing <laughs> I, had never, <laughs> I had never uh put on a tap shoe before, and so I had to learn this tap number and uh again you know pushing your own limits uh you know far beyond what you ever thought you could do. I think is a necessity if you're going to uh, be successful in this business and to take risks. And, you know, look, the first night I got out there and I did that tap number, I, I blew it. It was horrible. <laughs> but You know, you come back and you, and you, and the great thing about doing a show eight times a week is you have the next night to come back and, and try and do it better. Uh, and each night it, it got better. And so, um, you know, being, uh, being willing to take those chances and, and, fall on your face as it were is something that i think uh... is is vital to to personal and professional growth.
0: Even if it hurts your face. Um, <laughs> even if it hurts your face. <laughs> well we got and then of course we gotta talk about Aida working with Tim Rice and Elton John on that too. I mean, man, those two reshaped musical and and even thrust it more into the mainstream with some of those Disney movies and then these Broadway shows. And you were a big part of that. So just talk about their collaboration and what was what it's like standing at the altar of two brilliant minds like that.
1: Right. Um, well, they 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 couldn't be more different as people. Tim had such an illustrious career and 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 has written such amazing music over the course of you know the last forty years. The Lion King and Chess and uh, Jesus Christ Superstar and, and Aida. Professionally, what I was amazed at is that you know he he's always working to make his material better. So, for example, Chess is a show that he wrote you know thirty years ago, um, and he's still. Weaking lyrics You know He's still changing things He's still writing He's still trying To make it better Like he doesn't just say Okay this is done And let's move on Like he's He's always thinking About these These projects And these the, uh, These songs of his and, and and working on them Constantly To this day Will still change things If he has an idea About how to make it better He's such an amazing guy And, and for somebody who has had You know The career that he's had he, What struck me The most about him Is that uh, He's He immediately puts you at ease you know he's not somebody that uh that makes you feel like that you can't just relax and be yourself and and can can very easily slip into the role of a uh, regular person <laughs> you know <and> just be <laughs> be one of the group in a group of many that was that was the the biggest thing that struck me about him personally Elton's not like that Elton is like um <laughs> He's kind of exactly what you would think he is.
0: Right.
1: You know, like he, he doesn't put you at ease. He doesn't uh, sort of like after 10 minutes, you're like, oh, this is just a regular guy. He's, um, he's not. He's <laughs> just not a regular guy. Right. Right. <laughs> he's, he's, um, he's a force of nature, and he's always on, and he is um, always extraordinary. He's, you're, you're never, you never forget, oh, my God, I'm sitting here at this table with Elton John. <laughs> uh it's 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 i it's it's what i would imagine sitting at a table with prince or yeah. michael jackson or elvis uh, or something elvis. Yeah. <laughs> or you know any of these like some people are just you know like regular people, Springsteen, you know, uh, like there are some superstars that are regular people and some that aren't, you know, I I think Elton is like Mariah Carey. Elton is like, you know, these people that just, their public persona has become but you know, look, he's, he's, he has the the brilliant musicianship and songwriting abilities that back it up. So he's allowed to be whatever he wants. You know, he's created some of the greatest music of all time.
0: Well, we appreciate that during this interview, you've been able to be a regular person, even though you've been in some of the greatest (laughs) work ever. Adam Pascal, you're the man. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.